So, hello and welcome to episode eight of United United. Me, Dave, here, and I'm not here with Jem this week because Jem has either lost his voice or had his voice stolen. We're not quite sure which, but it's gone missing. He hasn't got a voice. So, a very able deputy, I'm very pleased to welcome to the podcast, Ian, our old friend Ian, the Crystal Palace supporter, is here with me today. Hello, Ian. Hello, Dave. Thank you for that. Um, it's good to be here. I'm not sure how I will quite fill Jem's shoes, but I'll give it a good go. Small shoes to fill, Ian. <laughs> You've seen the size of his feet. Very small shoes. Uh, Ian, we, we've got uh, quite a lot to catch up on. You sort of drawn the short straw here because we've got to go all the way back to FA Cup round three to uh, to catch up on. And we're now at the end of January. So it's pretty much the whole of January we've got to catch up on. So um, I wonder if you'd like to kick us off with the exciting games in round three, maybe even the most exciting game, the very first game of the round. Well, yeah, um, I'd completely try to forget that from my uh, memory, but Mm -hmm. I'm glad you brought it up. Obviously, we were playing Everton uh, at home and it was a thrilling game on ITV4 and it was nil-nil. And I think the most exciting thing was when Calvert-Lewin was sent off um, for his straight red card for that um, leg-breaking tackle that he put in on Nathaniel Klein. Um, How they appealed that and got it turned over, I'll never know. Oh, is that what happened? I didn't know it got turned over. Yeah, so he didn't have his... He got his ban reduced. Yep. Um, So, yeah, so... It was a, a poor game to kick off the round. Um, so then our next game was, I think, the replay. And mm. that wasn't much better. And we lost 1-0 away at Everton. So, yeah, that's the end of the FA Cup. Am I interested in it, really? What about mm. West Ham? How have they been getting on in the FA Cup? Well, I think really, Ian... The FA Cup, it does end at round three, really, doesn't it? I'm not really interested in it past round three. It's like round three is just a little participation round just to keep teams ticking over in January. Uh, we were at home to Bristol City uh, because of some injuries to Pakitar and Bowen and uh, Kudus at the AFCON. We had to play a number of second string players. Uh, we went 1-0 up. Uh, cruising really uh, to to a one-all draw. So back to Ashton Gate. Do they still play at Ashton Gate? Probably. I believe back, so. Back to Ashton Gate for the replay, and again played a second-string team uh, with Ben Johnson in midfield, coming on as a midfield substitute, and actually playing really well. Uh, this game was really highlighted by a really really poor goal. I don't know if anyone saw it, uh, where Mavropanos did a no-look pass back to his keeper. Uh, it was intercepted by the City, the City player who scored 1-0. Then we put on a lot of pressure. It looked like we were going to get back into the game. Um, and then Ben Rama, probably with his last act for the club, lashes out when he's on the floor, kicks the other, uh, the Bristol player in the groin and uh, gets a red card. And uh, we've gone to lose 1-0. So that's the end of the treble. We're now just on for the double, uh, league and uh, Europa League double, Ian. Uh, yeah. So we can concentrate on that double now. 
we don't even have a single to go for, I don't think. <laughs> so you're doing you're doing better than us. So yeah, a really uh, a really poor really poor game. And of course, the other thing about these replays, because there was this sort of winter break, this staggered winter break coming up, where half the teams were playing on one Saturday their Premier League games, and the other half were playing on the other Saturday. Of course, teams were then taking advantage of this to go on a winter break abroad to get some warm weather. And of course, having these replays uh, in the middle of all that scuppered everything. Yeah, I think that must be the reason why we lost. Because the players just wanted to be on the beach. Exactly. They wanted, they need this, their winter break in Dubai or wherever it yeah. else is that they go. So if you can't take it in the planned... Um, the planned winter break in mid-January, then take it in the fourth round. Yeah, yeah, so it's for all the best. All the all the top teams do that. Yeah. So look, the other games in the third round. Anything catch your eye there? Any other any other games that sort of caught your eye as uh, um, interesting games? Quite a few of them, but I think the um, Gems team were one away, didn't they? They snuck a, snuck through away at Wigan. Yep. Yes, it was um, a northern struggling underdog team playing Wigan, and uh, and they managed to win. So congratulations to Man United, and that got them a big home uh, away tie to Newport County. Yeah, another another tough trip for them. Yep. Uh, and we'll come on to what happened in the fourth round in a minute. Um, I think the other honourable mention, Chesterfield winning away at Watford um, at half time, I think, ended up losing yes. 2 1. Yes, so, they did. Misery for Jem. And what else was there? Did it Arsenal was Arsenal, up? yeah, Arsenal lost to Liverpool. Arsenal lost to Liverpool, That's... yeah. So that was, um, that was one of those games, wasn't it? I didn't really know who I wanted to win that. But, I uh, think. Arsenal were dominant in the first half, didn't yeah. score, and then Liverpool got a couple of late goals, if That's I remember right. it correctly. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and actually, an interesting stat that came out after the Man United away win to Wigan. Did you see? I think we shared this, didn't we, on our, on our football chat, that um, Ten Hag has a better win percentage than Alex Ferguson. That was just, I mean, my, my mind exploded when I saw that. That was just absolutely crazy. Mine's just exploded again. Yeah. How can that be? How can that be? I think he's lost a lot more games, so he hasn't drawn so many. But a better win just, percentage. Yeah. One Bonkers. way or the other, win or lose. Nothing yeah, in between. Nothing in between, no. no. Anyway, um, so that was the that was round three. Uh, there may have been one or two other notables. I think perhaps we should give an honourable mention to Maidstone, who beat Stevenage. I think last year's giant killer Stevenage. Yeah. But uh, Maidstone came through and won that one nil at home, which set them up with a, another game in round four against. I'm trying to remember who it was against. Um, who was it against? Ipswich, I believe. Ipswich. Was it, it was indeed. Away to Ipswich. So if we go to round four, now I didn't actually see this game, but uh, Maidstone came out 2-1 winners and they, they, they are now through to the fifth round. 
which yes, is quite correct. extraordinary. My my local team actually they're not far from me. Um, don't pay any attention to them whatsoever. <laughs> well, maybe you should for the fifth round. Maybe it I would should. keep your interest in the cop as well. It would. It would. Maybe I should follow them as the road to Wembley. Who are yeah. they playing in the fifth round? Oh, that's a good that's question. A good question, isn't it? It is. It's a. Um, it's one of two teams. It's gone to a replay. Oh, okay. So they don't um, Sheffield Wednesday or Coventry. Right. So maybe I'll follow the winners of that game all the way to Wembley. That would be my road to Wembley uh, team now. Whoever wins that game. Well, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so fourth round. Any other uh, interesting games in the fourth round for you, Ian? Ooh, fourth round was. Um... Man City against away at Tottenham. They've finally got a oh. win at the Anthony Joshua Memorial Stadium. This was joyous, wasn't it? Because I only actually caught the last five minutes of this game, but I, I basically caught the best five minutes because um, it was nil-nil going into injury time. City get a corner. The ball comes in. The keeper goes to collect it above a defender's head, gets bumped a little bit, drops the ball. And a City player just knocks it into the empty net. Tottenham complain furiously, which we all love to see. Uh, and Barr, brilliant. We love Barr. Barr gives it. Barr doesn't overrule the referee. Doesn't earn, overturn decision. 1-0 to City. Thank you and good night. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Love to see that. So that was very happy days. That was, got the fourth round off to a, a really good start uh, on the Friday night. Um, in fact, on the Thursday night, Bournemouth five 0 against Swansea. That was quite something. Yeah, that um, was a a bit of a a thrashing. And then another thrashing. You were probably very pleased about this: Sheffield United two, Brighton five. Uh, yes, I was thrilled to see that. It was, um, I believe, Brighton were two 0 up, and then Sheffield pegged them back mm. to all. And I thought, oh. Maybe there's the chance that Sheffield would go on to win the game, but no, they collapsed in the second yeah. half and let in another three. So Ru- ruined your day. Yeah, well, I was trying not to pay too much attention to the scores that day because mm. we weren't playing. So I was, I was having my winter break. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> and and actually, talking of um, Brighton. Um, there was another two tons playing each other. It was Everton against Luton. So battle of two other tons. Um, and actually, revenge for uh, your, your defeat was avenged by Luton because Luton came out 2-1 winners in this game. Yes. So, so we now have Luton beating Everton and um, Brighton beating Sheffield United. And then in the Premier League, and we'll, we will mention this later, uh, Luton and Brighton have since played. So the battle of the Tuns. It's like the final of the Tuns, isn't it? It is. And, uh, the final can, showdown. The final showdown of the Tuns. And we can reveal later what happened. So edge of your seat stuff. Uh, now, Newport County against Man United. This was, um, I was watching this game. And I think Man United went 2-0 up with two really, like, really poorly defended goals. And then Newport clawed it back. 
and got back to 2-1. And I thought, I just wonder what the odds are on Newport winning this from a 2-1, from 2-1 down. 70 to 1, 7-0 to 1. And I thought, well, that's got to be worth a pound on that, hasn't it? Just because Man United so flaky. So I put the pound on and then um, Newport got it back to 2-all. And it was on. It was on, Ian. £70 for a £1 bet. Um, and then I was offered a cash out of £4 and then £5 and then £4. And I thought, nah, no, let this run. Newport are going to make this. And then, of course, very, very disappointing. Uh, the underdogs again went and scored two goals and won 4 2. Yeah. So, a bit of excitement there for a little, little bit, though, there. Yeah, you could have, could have made you, could have made you rich. But, but uh, once the again, underdog causing the upset. Yeah, they let us down again. Man United, terrible. So, they, they were through. Who have they got in the. Uh... Next round, is, have they got a tougher, tougher I, test? I don't know. Uh, fifth round, here we go. To, to, be, to be decided. So they've got an either or, and I don't know which either or it is, according to the BBC website. Didn't pay much attention to that. This is great, isn't it? We're really informing yeah. listeners. <laughs> well, we'd, we'd, yeah. Bristol City or Nottingham Forest? Oh, right. So this, this could have been West Ham. <laughs> yes should have been if you'd breathed Bristol and then Nottingham Forest yeah. you'd have had a home match against Manchester United <sighs> what could have been what might have been anyway we will we will watch that one we will wait for that one with bated breath I'm sure it will be on ITV4 for everyone to follow <laughs> it's where all the best teams play yeah yeah the graveyard TV channel so that's the FA Cup. I don't know if I've got much more to add to that. Apart from, oh, I should just mention, um, we said about Maidstone, didn't we? And they, yeah. and I think I mentioned this already, but anyway, they went and won and they are through to the fifth round. So fantastic for them. Uh, Liverpool also won, not so happy about that. But but there is some interesting um, interesting news coming out of Liverpool about Jurgen Klopp. And I don't know if we want to, just talk about that for a minute. Yeah, we can, we can certainly talk about that. That would be a good place to go, I think. So last week, um, we're all sitting there minding our own business and suddenly there's this breaking news, clock to leave Liverpool at the end of the season. What, what's your take on this, Ian? Well, it's interesting. I was speaking to a, a friend of mine and he was wondering whether actually it's all just ultimate mind games from Klopp and is he actually going to stay? Oh. And he's not going to go at all. And he's just said that to make it all about himself, take the pressure off the team maybe and or maybe give the team an incentive to try harder to win, well, the quadruple that they're calling it, I think, aren't they, mm. at the minute? League, they're in the League Cup final, still in the FA Cup Europa League, although West Ham have really got their name on that, haven't they? So yeah. they can forget about that, really. And then the league, obviously. Yeah, they but... can forget about that too. <laughs> they're deluded. They're deluded. They won't win any of them, Ian. That's my prediction. Um, and honestly, that's one that's one interesting theory, though, that it, it is all a ruse to take the pressure off the players. Um, I think your other theory that you mentioned to me before the podcast, um, 
you told me that Liverpool are making a season-long documentary this season. Yeah, just so been this... announced today. Mm. So coincidence, isn't it? Season-long documentary and then a bit of drama where Klopp, Klopp resigns. So this is all a made-for-TV special, if you ask me. This is just drama for the TV. So it could well be that he, he reneges on the resignation. Um, He's doing it creates, for viewers. Exactly. Creates more, more TV viewers, doesn't it? So that's an interesting one. Um, my take on this, uh, it's interesting. I, I, have, I think he did an 18-minute um, interview uh, on Liverpool TV to announce this. And um, I've analysed that interview. And I've got a few things to say about it, if that's OK. Yeah. So first of all, he says, um, to bear in mind, this is an 18 minute interview where he talks about him resigning. And during that 18 minute interview, he says um, um, he doesn't want to make this about him. Hmm. 18 minutes talks about himself and he doesn't want to make it about him. Uh, so he could have just come on and said, look, I'm resigning at the end of the season. Uh, I haven't got the energy anymore. Actually, that's it. Thank you and good night. But no, we had 18 minutes uh, where he was telling us, don't make us, don't make it about him. Um, I'll come back to that because he, he talks about that a bit later. Um, and he says, managing Liverpool FC is only possible if you are 100,000% committed to everything you do. 100,000%. Now, given mathematically, you can't be more than 100%. I'm really intrigued by what is meant by a hundred thousand percent, because that's quite a big number, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I think we've got to remember as well that he's um, wanting extra months in the calendar if we go back a bit further. So yeah. maybe he's uh, his his brain is fried. Maybe, maybe, and maybe Cloptober would help him to get that extra. Um, what are we talking about? A hundred percent, so nine hundred ninety-nine thousand percent, or whatever. Ninety-nine thousand percent, yeah, is what is what he needs, and that's perhaps that's where he gets that in October. But anyway, he comes on. To, he goes on to say uh, he will never ever manage a club in England other than Liverpool, one hundred percent. Now, what's interesting about that is um, just compare the percentages. You need a hundred thousand percent commitment to everything you do to manage Liverpool but only 100% certainty that he will never ever manage another club in the Premier League so you know I'm not sure I'm not sure. I think he's left the door open to manage another club in the Premier League because otherwise he would have said 100,000% well yeah he might well end up um, possibly being the next Chelsea manager they seem <laughs> to like to go through their managers yeah uh, he then goes on to say in this rambling 18-minute interview um, that's not about him, remember, um, I don't like it that we have to make the fuss of myself. I don't consider myself as that important. He, he talks about that about 10 minutes into the 18-minute interview that's um, not about him. Uh, and then he, he ends up saying, um, don't sing my song too early. A bit presumptuous. They're going to sing a song about him. But anyway... Um, don't make these games about me. Again, a little bit presumptuous. Um, but we will have a moment in the last match day here or somewhere else in other countries or other competitions. 
see what he's done there. He's sort of saying, he's predicting, isn't he? He's predicting that Liverpool will be in the Europa League final. Yeah. Hmm. Got a problem with that. Got a big problem with that. He's got to get past us and Brighton to achieve that. Not sure how he's going to do that. So, and then he says, the outside world want to laugh about it. Well, he's right. (laughs) Well, you say enough things, you've got to get something right, haven't you? (laughs) True. So there we go. That's Klopp. That is Klopp's resignation speech, the one that isn't about him. 18 minutes. I wonder Uh, what the consequences of him going might be for some of their players. Will Salah be off to Saudi? Will Vance no longer there? And will Van Dyke be off as well? Yeah. Um, Who will take over? Who will take over? Yeah. Who will be the next Liverpool manager? Uh, Alonso, he's been mentioned. Uh, Mourinho, he's he's looking for work. Um, Gerard. Gerard, yeah. Popular choice. Popular choice amongst non Liverpool fans, I would say, Gerard. Like what to about see that. David Moyes? <laughs> Hands off Moyes. The Moyes are, yes. Hands off Moyes. He's going nowhere. He is going nowhere. I think with his Everton connections, I think you'd be fairly safe on that front. So and the Man that? United connections as well, I'd forgotten about them. Yeah. Exactly. He's a no-go zone for Liverpool. So, <laughs> what's that space? What's this space? We will be monitoring how Liverpool progress. This is meant to be galvanising Liverpool. It's just, like you say, the psychology at work here. Will they go on to win the quadruple or will they fall off the edge of the cliff? Um, we will see. And we know we'll keep our fingers crossed, won't we? Ian? We will keep our fingers crossed. Yes. Another manager that... Um, didn't exactly announce his departure from his club, but he um, did depart from a club. Uh, Troy Deeney. Ah, uh, yes. He Forest was, Green Rovers. I he think he was caused there. a bit of a stir, didn't he, while he was there? I think it's fair to say. He did, and it wasn't just stirring the tofu. This was, he was um, there for six games. He called out some of his players um, publicly. And one player in particular, he laid into and said that he was basically useless. Uh, And that was, I don't know if that was the final straw or the fact that he wouldn't eat the vegan burger uh, was the final straw. But anyway, um, I think the final straw was he tried hard, but in the end, he was a climate denier, 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 denier. Need to work on that. He brought his plastic straws in rather than his metal reusable ones. Exactly. Exactly. And that's not going to go down well with Forest Green Rovers, the greenest football club in the world. Uh, If Older viewers will remember that they recycle the toilet water from the gents to water the pitch. That's true. That's true. Look it up on their website. So anyway, he was gone and... uh, yeah, I don't think there were many tears shed about him leaving. No, I don't think so. Ian, um, what other what other news has caught your caught your eye? What else was there? Um, the situation with Everton. Obviously, they mm-hmm. were, had a ten point deduction, which and they're appealing that. 
and that yep. appeal started today, I believe. It's right. due to last three days, and mm -hmm. the results will come out mid to late February. It has Is... been announced, and once that appeal's been heard, I believe they're then being charged with a new set of... Mm. Um, it's not financial fair play anymore. Profit and sustainability, I think they call yeah. it now, don't they? Um, and them and Forrest have both been charged. So, well, that's a surprise, isn't it, Forrest? Because they have they made many transfers in the last couple of years. No, I don't. No. It's come a bit out of the blue that one. Can't hasn't recall it? many transfers. I mean, they only made what twenty-two last season, didn't they? Yeah, it's really hard to see how they got caught up in this. But anyway, that will be really interesting to see where that is. There a possibility, Ian, that with Everton's appeal, the points um, penalty could be increased? That would be. Oh, I don't know. It's like when you appeal a red card yeah. and you and you yeah. shouldn't have done it, and then they make it an extra, put an extra game on it. Yeah, put a couple of extra points on for appealing. <laughs> We shall see. They, we they shall could see. end up in League One. Well, and talking of ending up in League One, of course, we've still got the City um, investigation that goes back about 10 years. And I think we've talked about on this podcast before, it's going to take them years to create the dossier for what? the City irregularities. Was, didn't someone say in front of Prime Minister, wasn't there parliamentary questions or something about it? And they said... A date had been agreed, but they couldn't say what the date was. That is, that is true. That is true. They did say that. And for some reason, there was a mystery around the date. But we shall see. And then we've got the potential for um, Premier League titles to be redistributed all over the place. So watch that space. Uh, Ian, um, just wanted to draw your attention to a transfer that happened in the January transfer window. Um, it's not, I'm not going to talk about Calvin Phillips. I will come on to him later. Uh, another transfer, Eric Dyer. Uh, gone to yes. Bayern Music. Bayern Music. Bayern Munich. What do you make of that? Well, um, gone off to be with his best friend again. He was obviously, or maybe Harry Kane was homesick and told Dyer he had to come out. Yeah, my they, son... My son Charlie likens this to horses, a thoroughbred horse. So apparently, if you have a thoroughbred horse, let's say you buy a thoroughbred horse, and you need the thoroughbred horse to be in the best possible mood, right? And so you keep it in, in, in the stables, and it might be pining for its old stable mate. So what you do is you go and get another stable mate who might not be a thoroughbred at all, but that stable mate's job is just to keep the thoroughbreds, uh, the thoroughbred company. And it really feels like that's what's happened here, doesn't it? Yeah. It really feels like they probably said to Harry Kane, you know, Harry Kane probably said, look, I'm a little bit lonely. And they said, right, you know, um, can we get you somebody to keep you company from your old team? And he probably said, yeah, get me Son. I, I really like him, play well with him. And they came back and said, we couldn't get Son, but we've got this guy, Eric Dyer. And Harry's like, oh, well, that'll do. He'll and that's all in his transfer request at the end well, of the season. But that's all Dyer's job is, is just to keep Harry Kane happy. Well, that's what do you think about that? Yeah, it might be in his contract. You, you're Indeed. not here to play. You're just here to 
yeah. play FIFA and sit around with, with Harry, keep him happy. Indeed. It's like um, all those memes and that you saw when it was uh, Harry Redknapp were getting the band back together. Mm. Crouchy and what was it? Nico Cranchar and yep, all those all those players. They're doing the same out in uh, Bayern Munich with Harry Kane and so I yep. wonder who else they could could sign to take out there. Yes, we'll, we will watch that space. Uh, well, Kieran Trippier was being talked about, wasn't he? Yeah. He's, he's ex-Spurs, isn't he? Yes. Yes, he was, so, wasn't he? Yeah. So they get they are getting the band back together at Bayern Music, as I'm now going to call them. <laughs> so, uh, and the other transfer that really caught my eye, um, and this is just shows you, you know, this just shows you how little Pep Guardiola really understands about football. He went and brought probably one of England's greatest ever midfielders from uh, Leeds United, Calvin Phillips, brought him into City, uh, didn't play him for some unknown reason. He reckoned he had, you know, better players. There's so much misjudgment here, isn't there, by by Pep. Players like Rodri, De Bruyne. Um, He felt that they were better players than Phillips, so he didn't play Phillips much. Uh, And... um, West Ham have rescued Phillips from his city nightmare. And uh, we have, you know, an England international now uh, who we will see his true ability. We will see, we're going to unleash his full potential. And, you know, I think you said uh, to me before the podcast, Moyes likens him to Lingard. Could he have the same effect as Lingard? Well, that's... uh... Cause for concern, perhaps for West Ham United fans, when they hear that, with the impact that Lingard had at the end of his loan spell with you. Well, exactly. So he's going to have he's going to play a few good games for us, and then he's going to leave us, and then pretend to come back, but let us down at the last minute. So, and we'll probably do that twice. But so, the thing is, he won't be able to go to Forest if they've been. Uh, oh, good point been under investigation haven't they are they going to be able to sign him mm, that's a very good point certainly not on the hundred what was it how much was he getting paid a week hundred thousand a week or something so we will see anyway um that was calvin phillips um and he is i think due to make his debut tomorrow night and i will be going along to the west ham versus bournemouth game with my daughter josie and I think with Bournemouth, the form that Bournemouth are in at the moment and the fact that West Ham still haven't got their injured players back, get your money on Bournemouth. Well, we know what your uh, betting is like after <laughs> earlier admissions on the podcast. Yeah, so perhaps, perhaps it's all a double bluff. Yeah. Don't bet, kids. It's, it's a mugs game. Uh, and actually... We talked about, uh, in, in terms of the league, we did talk about the, uh, the Battle of the Tons, didn't we? And there were some, some league games going on tonight, which we'll provide an update on in a minute. But there were some league games last night. Uh, and Luton played Brighton. This was the final of the Tons. And Luton came out 4-0 winners against the Seaweed. What do you make of that? Oh, that really brightened up my evening seeing that result. <laughs> 
Well, you must have had that. Um, come on, Ian. What was yesterday evening like for you? Because you, you, your team played, your first team played yeah. Sheffield United. They did indeed. And got off to a cracking start going 1-0 down after one minute, I believe it was. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, just how you want to how you want to start a match mm. um, equalised after 17 minutes 18 minutes I think it was um, we level for about 3 minutes before going 2-1 behind again nice one um, another 5-10 minutes went by another good goal got it back to 2-all and then that was half time. And then second half, we pushed on, managed to get the win. So it was the Eze and Elise show, really. Mm-hmm. Um, Elise setting up both of Eze's goals and then scoring a very good... The way he strikes the ball, it's just it's special to watch. Uh, he is a, a talented player, but there is a slight concern, obviously, that both players went off injured towards the end of the game. Um, they've been struggling with injuries this season and I just wonder whether it's sort of we're over-reliant on them as a pair and when they don't play, we don't play well. So they get rushed back before mm. actually being fully fit and then pick up more injuries again. So it's a bit of a concern, but hopefully... Um, more positive news sort of heading in heading into the weekend um, which is a big game for us on Saturday I don't know if you've seen the fixtures no nope. we're we're away at Brighton oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well that's a that is a big one the uh, yeah. what do we call that the a23 derby is that right Something no like that. no no I think the TVs call it that None oh. of the fans do. Oh, okay. So you can call it that if you want. <laughs> Fair enough. What do you call it then? Oh, a nightmare. <laughs> it's enough. one of those that I'm glad I don't live locally mm. when they're playing because if we don't do well, no one's going to bother me. The Seagulls versus the Seaweed. We'll be watching that. And actually, there's another big game at the weekend, isn't there? Because uh, Man United, who are also playing tomorrow night, I think, um, are then playing West Ham on Sunday. So, me versus Jem on yes. Sunday. The big clash. Uh, Man United will want revenge for what happened just before Christmas. Uh, uh, yes, when you were both there, weren't you? We were. We're not going to be in any mood to let that happen, so... Another big game. A tussle for seventh place. Uh, yes, and that all-important um, Conference League position. That's what we're targeting. Um, Ian, that is what we're targeting. Uh, some live score updates, which I've got some very disappointing news, actually. Uh, well, first of all, Man City are beating Burnley 3-0, to be expected. Liverpool are beating Chelsea 2-0 at half-time. And then this one, where... Brentford's. And Liverpool missed a penalty as well. Did they? They did. Wow. Brentford went 1-0 up at Spurs. And then Spurs scored three goals, looking at this, in eight minutes to go 3-1 up. 
and Brentford then pulled one back through someone called Tony. Tony, oh, I don't know who that is. I'd have put a bet on him scoring yeah. tonight. Anyway, he scored. Um, actually, Mope scored the first goal, uh, and um, I hope he did some top class shushing of the Spurs fans. Um, I'll be watching. I'll be watching the highlights to see the shushing. Well, he's been yellow carded, so he's been up to something. <laughs> he's always up to something. So we've got to watch this one. The last they've got about fifteen minutes to go. Uh, come on, Brentford! Come on, Brentford! So we'll see how that turns out. I see Werner managed to get an assist. It probably bounced off his knee or something. I can't believe he actually meant it. But uh, yeah, interesting signing. Anyway, that's that's ongoing. Um, another game I want to just draw listeners' attention to, uh, last, the last Premier League round, West Ham were away to Sheffield United. And uh, Yes, I thought you might want to talk about this one. Well, it's a game we should have won comfortably. Uh, we were 2-1 up and they had a player sent off going into injury time. Now, admittedly, there was 10 minutes of injury time. I think, I think their player got sent off three minutes into injury time, something like that. But um, we were cruising. At two one up, and then one of our players, Soufal, decided to get himself, I think, a second yellow card, and got himself sent off. So we were down to ten against ten. Then, then the ball comes into our box. Ariola goes to punch it away. Ollie McBurney, I think it was, clatters into him, elbows him in, in the face, and the referee gives a penalty. The referee gives a penalty because he says Ariola impedes McBurney. So obviously it's going to go to VAR. VAR are obviously going to overturn that, but they don't. And I've said all along, VAR, terrible. What a terrible system. Um, I've said it on this podcast. You can't rely on it. And I've said it on many other podcasts. And the penalty wasn't overturned. Sheffield United score it, make it two all, deep into injury time. That was... Uh, uh, 90 plus 13, I think. Wasn't that the latest goal that's been scored in the Premier League, I believe? In the Premier League, yeah. And then, to make matters worse, we get one more chance. We lump the ball into the box. Bowen goes up for it and he's wrestled to the ground with two arms around his waist by a Sheffield United uh, defender. Surely a penalty. Now, the ball, as it comes over, it hits Bowen's arm as he's being wrestled to the ground, the referee gives handball against Boeing. Surely um, this will be overturned by VAR. And um, it's not. I guess it all depends whether Boeing had his eyes open or closed. Isn't that what Jem always says? Well, if you've got your eyes closed, it doesn't count. Exactly. And anyway, he must have had his eyes um, open because it did count as a handball. And... um, it was uh, it, it was not overturned. VAR again, Jem. You can't rely on it. Sorry, Jem. I call what a habit. I've called you Jem. Ian. That's not a problem. Yeah. So VAR again, and uh, we end up drawing two travesty, absolute travesty. The one, the one shining light, Cornet, Cornet scored. He had hundreds and thousands of chances in this game, um, but he managed to score one. He's such a flaky player, though. So he might be off in the transfer window. Well, I think the um, West Ham attack just sort of melted away when he was taken off midway yeah. through the second half, wasn't he? He was. Uh, um, they, didn't they replace him with um, 
a fullback, I believe, wasn't it? And uh, I think some of the uh, West Ham fans who travelled made their um, feelings heard to David Moyes. I believe there were chants of, you don't know what you're doing. How dare they? How dare they question the Moisire? He played Ben Johnson in midfield. This was the game where he played Ben Johnson in midfield and then Ben Johnson turned into some kind of midfield maestro um, at his best game for us. So, absolutely crazy. Um, Corner is being frozen out of West Ham, though. I think he will be going. And actually, Ben Rahm is going as well. And maybe even for now. So, watch this space. It's all going to happen tomorrow. Well, there's no risk of you uh, falling foul of the profit and sustainability of no. selling all your players. Yep. Yeah, I think we're offloading them before they can catch us. Right. Unlike unlike the mighty Palace, who uh, announced a signing, was it a couple of days ago? Mm. The Daniel Munoz, I believe, from Genk, a right back. The replacement for Aaron Wambasaka, who we sold all those years ago. Yeah. Still not replaced him. <laughs> Just getting around to it. We've had, we've had Joel Ward since we got promoted. We've got Nathaniel Klein, who had been at Palace all those years ago, came back um, when he was no one else wanted him. Mm. So they've been doing a job for us. But now we've, uh, we've finally decided, made a decision on who we want our future right back to be. So we'll see how that one goes. See how that works out. But that brings me on to an interesting point, actually, about Genk, where we signed him mm-hmm. from. Did you see in the news recently the decision from the courts between the match between Anderlecht and Genk? Have you seen or heard no, about this? No, no, fill me in. So they played against each other and there was a VAR dispute at the end of the game. Right. And I'm going to get this the wrong way around. I believe it was Genk weren't happy with the decision. Yep. They then took it to the courts and the courts have ordered the match to be replayed. Wow. So, was, was VAR involved in this? It was. So VAR... I believe it was, a, it was a penalty towards the end of the game. Yeah. The penalty was saved. The rebound was scored, but it was ruled out because the player that scored the rebound had been encroaching, but defenders had been encroaching as well. Right. So they said it wasn't fair that I'm not entirely sure, but they said the rules of the game hadn't been enforced properly. They took it to the court and the court have ordered the match to be replayed which I think opens up a whole can of worms. Wow, this is brilliant. This is brilliant. So we've got VAR, so we've got the referee, and then we've got the courts. So, West Ham, are you listening to this, West Ham officials? Sheffield United v West Ham, take it to court. Take it to court. We want that game replayed. Well, actually, do we? We might lose if we have it replayed. (laughs) We want the result overturned. We want that final penalty overturned and the points awarded to West Ham. Get, take it to court. Take it to court, West Ham. Uh, see what happens. I like it. I love it. I love it. We've got a, a, new, a new level of VAR. Fantastic. Presumably they had to watch video footage in court and review it. I assume so. So then yeah. we've got 
vase being judged by a judge. Fantastic. That's that is where we're going, people. That is where we're going. That's a great one, Ian. I've got one more thing I wanted to talk about. I don't know if you've got any anything else that you want to cover in this one. I don't think there's anything else really that's springing up to me at the minute. In which case, I am going to talk about one of the games of the season, um, which I watched most of. This was the a uh, couple of weeks ago, Newcastle versus Manchester City. Um, I don't know if anyone watched this, but Newcastle went uh, one nil up, or did they go two nil up? Anyway, they let me find let me find that those scores so I can talk about the actual. Um, there we go, the actual scoring. Uh, so actually, City went one nil up through Bernardo Silva. That's right, a really good goal by Silva. And then Newcastle went two one up, and then City came back. They brought on De Bruyne, and they ended up winning three two. But what a game this was! Um, I just want to say a couple of things about it. Um, in fact, a great result for City. Gordon Almighty, what a result this was! Three two to City. How exactly did he score against City um, with a long staff list of injuries? Um, that new kid for Newcastle had to run the extra miley. But I don't know if Livra meant to do what he did. Maybe if they had more kids, maybe they need more kids. Maybe they could target getting Will's son in, Anders' son, maybe even Jason. Let's start going and getting all of them. Do brother Carr know he's so rich he takes a private jet and burns up the planet? Surely they won't have a trippier season than this one. Have the lads? I'm not quite sure how to respond to that. You don't need to. You don't need to. It's okay. Um, I've got nothing more to say. I don't think that... Oh, there was something that I just saw um, on my laptop, which is might be of interest. Um, Lionel Messi, the napkin which detailed his first Barcelona contract yeah. is, set, is set to be auctioned with a starting price of what do you think? A napkin... So when he was, it's from 2000, and when he was, um, what age would he, it was his 13-year-old, he signed his first Barcelona contract on a napkin. I think it's going to be something like 100 million Argentine pesos, which is probably about 10 quid. (laughs) Starting price of £300,000. Bloody hell. Wow. So, yeah. Are you going to be bidding? I don't think I will, but I've heard that Everton and uh, Nottingham Forest (laughs) are are out the running as well. Oh, there's some chance for money laundering there, surely. There's a chance (laughs) of money laundering. Uh, actually, interestingly, 100,000 Argentinian pesos is £95. I wasn't far off, was I? 
in terms wow. of in terms of my estimate of how many pesos, uh, how many pounds, hundred thousand pesos is. But uh, yeah, okay, that's quite remarkable. Overrated player. Uh, the whole Barcelona thing completely overrated. You know my feelings on this. Uh, boring, boring football. That ticker tacker. Just don't want to watch it. Give me, give me, give me counter attacking football any day of the week. I noticed that West Ham are, I think, second in the rankings this season of breakaway goals. Um, oh. We can win games on 22% possession. We can also lose games on 22% possession, but we can win games on 22% possession. We are the breakaway kings of the Premier League. Well, probably the breakaway queens, because there was a team ahead of us whose, whose name escapes me. It might have been Liverpool. I can't remember. But there we are. Yeah, and their manager's going at the end of the season, isn't he? He is. He is. So we will take over that mantle because in Moyes we trust. Yeah. And if he doesn't work out, we'll get somebody else in. Potter, maybe. We shall see. We could work some magic for you. I'll tell you who we want to get in. Will Still. Will Still. He's the man for us. We shall see. He's still, he's still playing his trade over in uh, Belgium somewhere, isn't he? Is he? I think so. But we'll get him in. Anyway, look, Ian, we've taken up enough of the listeners' time. I think they're probably all asleep now, so we need to actually talk quite quietly. We don't want to wake them up. Job um, well done. Yeah, job well done. Well done, us. And we will see if Jim is back. Uh, last, last time I heard from him, well, I didn't hear from him. He could only type. He couldn't speak. He was still struggling. So I think he's going to the doctors tomorrow. Good luck with that, Jim. And... Uh, We'll, we will see who turns up next time. We will indeed. I will be listening in with... What do you listen in with? Bated your ear, breath? Your ears. You can't, yeah. You can't li- listen in with your breath, no. No. But Ian, thanks very much for filling in. Thank you for all your Crystal palace orientated chat. Um, I don't know if we've got any Palace listeners, so uh, that may or may not have resonated with our listenership. But just like everything else may or may not have resonated with our listenership, all the rubbish we talk about. But anyway, um, thanks very much for filling in, and I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we will have you on here again very soon. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. It was most enjoyable. Um, Yeah. More palace, palace chat whenever you need it. Just let me know. Can't we can never get enough of it, Ian. So it's good night from me, and good night from me.